0: Dental.com. He this is the Last Minute Blues Podcast with Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, and former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. Powered by Together Credit Union, empowering you to achieve your financial goals. It is the last minute blues podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton, Jamie Rivers. Uh, I'm start, I'm coming in hot today. Uh, just to let everybody know, so before the guys even get the opportunity to speak and say a word, uh, I am uh, going to go on a tangent here for a second. Number one, I want to apologize to my coworkers in this room now for two things. One, yesterday I did not bring my A game, even my B game. That was a C minus game. I was not uh-huh. one of my best efforts. So I apologize for that. I got it. I got to bring it up. I got to bring the A game back today, and I plan on doing that uh two uh one of the things in which that i am literally and this is this is for real, something that I am working with and working through is being someone that is an emotional person and not letting it uh, 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 be an issue. Mm. And uh, I appreciate you guys uh, letting me kind of go on my tangents and get super pissed off. Um, I'm just an emotional dude. I'm a hothead and I'm trying to, you know, like learn how to deal with it and stuff. But sometimes things really piss me off. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I really appreciate you dudes listening to me and, and like, and honestly, man, like kind of giving me like that, uh, That uh, other half of, you know, like... That yin and yang? uh, Yeah, a little bit, man. I appreciate it. Donnie,
1: Uh, you know what? Really, you have to be a little bit better, okay? Coming from somebody here who I don't ever lose my temper or get hot... you know, you need to. Uh, I can work with you if you want, okay? Thanks, All
0: thanks, right.
2: man. You're welcome. And me, I'm a lover, so you know what I'm <laughs> Are you ever? Yeah,
0: right. I and I just told my shrink last week that I thought that my temper had gotten better. Oh, no, no. <laughs> You give
2: me his or her number, please. Yeah. I got a few things I want to throw out. Doing there. Do- do- Those Dr-,
0: Dr. Gone? Do- Dr. Alex, we got some more work to do, boss. <laughs> we got some more work to do. Is that's it that's...
2: Dr. Alex a female or a male? It's a male. Do you guys dig more male doctors or female doctors? Or does oh. it matter to you? I had a few, and, and I'll answer my own question. Stop I'm not while you answer. clean it up over there. I'm not answering. <laughs> I had I uh, I have uh, Crohn's. I just have all the diseases with C. You know, Crohn's, cancer, chlamydia, and uh, not the third one and, <laughs> that we know uh, of. Yeah, and it was I, second I had the I had the same doctor, Doctor Michelle Woodley, for twenty something years, and it was the best because it was more of a. You know, I haven't had my mom since I was thirteen or whatever. Uh, it was more of a that sort of maternal relationship. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I, I absolutely love having a female doctor. I don't really care.
0: Like, I honestly, if I have a good rapport past it. with that doctor, <laughs> I don't. It doesn't bother me because my new general doctor is a female, and I and you know she's already seen the fellas and everything. Do you want Do yeah. you want? Me- That's why I can't get past it. <laughs> do
2: you want me to hit stop so you can unload here? I do you want uh, to go ahead. Um, hmm.
1: No, uh, my actual general practitioner is a female as well, um, and the, uh, my girlfriend is a doctor. So I prefer well, female well, doctors.
2: Well, I know one you prefer at least, mm-hmm. right? Huh? Cough, please. What, or, That's terrible.
1: Stop it. I damn. don't want to get
2: into your personal life, but what kind of a uh, doctor is she? Uh, chiropractor. Oh, nice. Yeah. I could use her services, I think. Would it be weird for one of your friends... Uh, the chiropractic services. Say, listen, listen, I the chiropractic the services. Listen, services. Listen, listen,
0: I'm going to answer the question for Jamie. Okay. Uh, it would not be weird unless it was you. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> Honestly.
1: For others, it like, wouldn't be even weird. Even if it was my brother, it would be weird because it's you. Because I know the potential that lies within. <laughs> wow, that is true. <laughs> you you is just true. know
0: the first time that, that <laughs> he sees her, it, that mine's already <laughs> percolating. There's already questions.
1: I already, 20 some years of knowing Jeff. I'm like, No. No, absolutely
2: not. Ah, You know, what is her insurance? You know what insurance she takes? Not yours. (laughs) 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 I I, uh, had this question in my head since all three of us have played a little bit of hockey. Jamie's slightly more than the two of us combined. Barely. um, But this kind of goes along with that whole, hey, if you had an hour to spend with one person that's no longer with us, who would it be? Because we were just batting that around the other day. Stick and puck. Where you just go out there and th- shoot the puck around. If you could do stick and puck for an hour with anybody, who would it be? Well, me, that's easy. It would be my homies from, and you're going to make
0: fun of me, but that's fine. But my all my dudes from spinning wheels back in the day. Yeah. I don't know where all those guys are. I don't even really talk to them anymore. But I would just love to get back together in that. Capacity that would be so much fun, and I bet you that it would be the same thing. Jason Bergfeld and Chad Bartaskavage and Mike Lucas, very good. Donnie Mueller really sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think I, <laughs> who's I, Donnie Mueller? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but but, those, <laughs> no, but like just those guys, man. I I, I missed that a little bit.
2: Donnie Mueller's got his sister's skates on out there, but he's keeping <laughs> up with everybody. See, I was more thinking about somebody like a like a Wayne Gretzky or something like that. Oh. would be, be kind of cool. Oh, so you too. can go like Fantasyland? Have, I thought oh, it was yeah, like somebody no. that you knew. Like, That's kind of what i was look- Life, no. like that's where Donnie was going yeah, yeah. too. It was just a hockey version of uh, who would you like to have a catch with, or sit down and have a conversation with. Wow, oh, well that, you know, that changes sort of. it. Yeah, if that changes your answer, well of course please. it
1: changes it. Well, you don't think yeah. Donnie would like to go play hockey with Brad Hall and Wayne Gretzky and like. Bob Basson, you
2: know what's really <laughs> good to go?
1: That's, yeah,
0: that's, that's, that's where number go. One on the way to It had been a while player. since we had gotten a Bob Basson reference <laughs> in the podcast, true. so that's I'm glad true. we did today.
2: I remember, and I know I told part of the story before on the show, but I remember at the end of a lot of the practices back in the day at the Hardy's Ice Complex, Demetra would stay out on the ice. Yeah, and not that not not that everybody didn't, but he would stay out there and. I think it was the blue line, and he would do wrist shots until he hit X amount of them in a row on the crossbar. Yeah, and it didn't take him long. And I was yeah. just like, "Oh my god!" You play
1: a game. We play for money. Actually, it's gambling. It's terrible, but you would you'd play with a couple other guys, and the first guy to hit ten crossbars, you know, would rake. So if it was, we would still be it out twenty there. bucks, <laughs> there was twenty bucks a guy. You know, you would throw the crossbars, and usually what happens, it wasn't like actual cash that was exchanged. Well, what happens, is you go to lunch together, and that right. guy would buy lunch for, you know, the loser would buy lunch for the other guys.
0: I was listening. is so cool. I was listening the other night on, uh, to the first period of the hockey game on ESPN, listening to Vitaly and and, and and Curbs. And one of the things that uh, that Joey kind of alluded to, and I meant to ask you about this yesterday, was, I guess, in the Russian style of hockey, they're a little more forgiving of the turnover, then maybe the the North American style is kind of what it seemed like. Joey was alluding to that maybe they're more forgiving of that turnover in the offensive zone or something. The Russian players, as opposed oh, to the, the U.S. players,
1: of yeah, well they try. Listen, they try to um, they'll try to make plays more, and it's not like oh they're trying to do better things. No, they'll make more high risk attempts. So the spin around backhand sauce through the middle, although highly not recommended in the NHL, over in Russia, if it gets knocked down and they head back the other way, it's like, well, he, he had a guy, though. It was a mm. good try. Like <laughs> It's like they encourage the creativeness doesn't necessarily uh, promote a winning team sure. or a good, solid defensive team. It just means that they're loosey-goosey when it comes to managing the puck. All right. All right Which, good. actually, I would disagree with Joey, to be honest. I uh, played all over the world. Yeah, literally. That's why I,
0: you know, that's why I thought it'd be
1: the Russian league is airtight defensively. I couldn't believe it. Like I thought I'm going over there at the end of my career. I'm like, yeah, I'm semi-retirement here. Let's go. We're gonna play some pond hockey over in Russia. Make some rubles. Have some vodka. They were like, first of all, we were training like four times a day. It was nuts. We practiced twice a day. A morning run like five kilometers over there. No matter what the temperature was. Then in the afternoon, you did a full workout, and you had two practices sandwiched in there. You'd have a lunch, team lunch, and then by the end of the day, if you could still move, you'd have the team dinner. So it was like, what the hell is going on here? So much for uh, Del Boca Vista here yeah. in my retirement, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. And the defensive part of the game, like our coach, Val- Valerie Braggen, uh, he, you you've seen this guy before. His nose looks like somebody hit it with a sledgehammer, but... Mm-hmm. He coaches all the world junior teams for Russia. He's probably going to be on the Olympic coaching staff for, for Russia. He is a defense-first guy. Like, I remember, he, well, first of all, nobody spoke English. And this guy would come, and he'd just stare at me. And I would make a play or whatever, and he'd stare at me. And the rush, in Russia, the coaches stand in front of the players on the bench. The benches are set back so the coaches, the head coach only, can stand in front and walk along the front. So then when he wants to talk to somebody... He's right in your grill, like right in your space, right? It's not like the, hey, tap on the shoulder. Kind of makes sense when you think about it. And he would just come and stand in front of me and stare at me I stare back at him. He'd go, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, which part? Yeah.
2: Right. <laughs> What's the
1: no part? No. I'm like, okay. I have no idea what the hell he's talking about. I just go again come back to him like "Come couple minutes. Later. No. <laughs> I'm, like, he, I'm like, Valerie, give me something here. So once I started speaking a little bit of Russian, I'd fire it back at him just a little bit. And he'd be like, you know, what do you, what do you mean? And kind of taking it back. And he was like, oh. he tried to explain it all to me. And I'm like,
0: oh, yeah, 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 da da da." I had no idea what he was talking about. That's Where did you play when you, when you were
1: there? In Moscow. In Moscow. But there's like three teams in Moscow because Moscow is massive. Like New York City, like you got the Rangers, you got the Islanders, you got the Devils that are right within close sure. proximity. Very similar to that.
0: Mm. Well, I know now that there's a KHL team in China.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, the, uh, the Kunlun Red Star, and now the, the, uh, they had a team in Khabarovsk, which is basically if you, well, Moscow would be, if we're doing it correctly, Moscow would be like L.A. in their country, not like how it is and how it is, but where it's placed, mm-hmm. like all the way over on one side of the country, and Khabarovsk would be like Rhode Island. Other side of the country completely, but there's 12 different time zones between mm-hmm. Moscow and Khabarovsk. And we Are you would, kidding? I, no, I swear to God. Wow. And so we would practice early in the morning, and then we would get on the plane, and we would fly to Khabarovsk. By the time we got there, with everything, we have to stop the plane, because no plane travels that far without refueling and all that stuff. It would be game day. Like, we would go through, because of the time changing... <laughs> You know, and plus the amount of hours that you flew, so when it's a, it's like time travels, what it is. You arrive the day of the game, you'd have like your pregame meal, you'd have a nap, you'd play the game, and then you'd fly back after the oh game. Oh
0: my god! And
1: it was like you're going back in time. Now it was an absolute mind bender to that play is there. Crazy! It was actually kind of hell.
0: I would, and I would think you were too. Just
2: there, a season, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh
0: I would think too. If you're playing for oh, the yeah. KHL oh. team in China, that would be like the equivalent of of what? Like getting lost in Pittsburgh or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. getting shipped to Pittsburgh. Is it like the a KHL baseball? team in Finland too?
1: Yeah, Jokerit used to be the powerhouse in the Finnish elite league, and uh, they have a lot of money, like a lot of corporate sponsorship. Well, now they're in the KHL.
0: Would there ever be a case where like maybe that because Ger- isn't there like a German A league and that sort of thing? Yeah, so, the DEL. Would that would that ever combine to some kind of big European Super League uh, or something? A
1: Champions Cup over there, which is, you know, the winner of like Switzerland, the winner of Germany, the winner of the KHL. They do uh, like soccer. What is that called? The Champions League? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they basically have the same thing. Uh, over there for that, but no way will they ever join altogether just because the the corporate dollars or the sponsorship dollars are very powerful in those particular countries. So, like the German sponsorship, although they maybe that's a bad example because they have like Mercedes Benz, BMW, like BMW. Although those are like Ford and Chevy over there, yeah. it's not any different. Yeah. It's actually backwards. If you get a Chevy over there, it's like higher priced than a Mercedes. It's crazy. I, I, when I played in Russia, guys are driving around Mercedes-Benz everywhere. I'm like, holy crap, these guys are raking, you know? <laughs> and then I find out that I go to buy a pickup truck, and it's three times as much as a Mercedes. I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> I got it. I'm like, I'm going to buy one of these Mercedes and drive it home. <laughs> you got to go over the ocean. Oh, damn <laughs> Yeah, you really better get some steam. Is there a
2: ferry? <laughs> um, I think... I think that we all pretty much nailed it on the last show about how they're going to handle Jake Neighbors. Absolutely. Nice to I, mean, I told know. you guys yeah. exactly There's what was going to happen. They really we were going to send in no to juniors. Yep. We all said it. Yep.
0: <laughs> no, I definitely didn't say, tell the kid to get a place. I definitely didn't a couple no. times.
1: I th- I definitely, I know I definitely didn't say that his trajectory for development, way better up here. He should stay here. Right. Yeah, I know that didn't. Thank God I didn't say that. We'll
0: yeah. talk about it. Why, why is this happening?
1: It's a weird situation. You know, we had Chief on yesterday on the fast lane and talked to him about it. And he was great, man. Chief was awesome yesterday.
2: He, he really was. As he, a listener, I heard it. He was.
1: Yeah, so. very uh, open. And we had some good dialogue about different things. And so BT asked a question about Jake Neighbors. You know, what's that conversation like? What are you telling him? Are you telling him things to work on? Or are you just saying, hey, good luck, that type thing? And basically what it comes down to is he wasn't going to get the quality ice time in order to continue to mentally be the guy. So physically, it's one thing to not get the ice time. You can still improve. You can still develop. But mentally, you start to get beat down a little bit when you're playing five, six, seven minutes a night. You're practicing extra. You're working out more. You get worn down. Trust me. I was the guy. I wasn't one of you you know, your healthy scratch. You're in, you're out. You're barely playing. You're getting pounded into the ground physically with all the extra stuff you're doing because you want to be in shape. You want to be ready. You want to be that guy. So I think it is good for Jake Neighbors to go back, in hindsight, now looking back at all our comments. I do think it would be beneficial for him to stay here. However, I think mentally, it was probably better for him psychologically to go back to junior. He's going to go back there. He's going to be the big dog on campus, so to say. They've got a really good team in the WHL, so that's an opportunity to go deep into playoffs, get some of that experience. He's going to have a great opportunity of playing for Team Canada at the World Junior Championship, which is a massive tournament, which is the elite of the elite junior hockey players. And so the, he, he does have a lot to gain still by going back to junior. I think looking back at it and taking all the pieces into consideration, the fact that Oscar Sundquist was coming back too, that means even less time for some other forwards. I think it's probably the best decision.
0: So if the Blues don't have the forward depth that they do, Does Jake Neighbors have maybe a better chance of sticking around? 100%. And
1: what's weird is the you'd think the injuries and the COVID and all that would have been like, this is even more reason why we keep Jake Neighbors. No, it worked against them because now you're eating salary. Like in the COVID list, you can't put anybody on the IL. You can't put, you can't, that that money stays on the books, yet you you still have to pull from your minor league system. So what happens is you're up against the cap and you're over the cap. The easiest way to do that is say, okay, we're going to delete a player from the mix here. Which player can we delete without losing him on the waiver wire? And someone we're, send him where he can develop Let's take
2: neighbors. So what happens now with uh, Sunquist coming back? Well, that? they still What's... have work to do. Right.
1: They still have work to do. They, um, they're about $2.4 million over the
2: cap. Oh, baby. When he comes back. So... I'm not trying to throw out any suggestions here, but how much money does Kyle Clifford make? I, he makes a million dollars.
1: He makes under the threshold. The, the NHL put in a threshold of like $1.1 $1. $1 million and change for teams to be able to send a player down, a veteran player down, without uh, incurring some of the expense. Because teams used to have $6, $7 million players, and they would send them down and get $6, $7 million cap relief. And it was kind of a strategy because it was a player that maybe wasn't playing very well – and then all of a sudden you have all this money. Nobody wants that player because it's a heavy salary. It was a, a way to circumvent the cap. Well, the NHL said, whoa, 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 not today. And they said, uh, you can up to $1.1 million and change. You can do that. Anything over than that, I think there's like a luxury tax on every dollar that's buried in the minors or something like that.
0: So then who is the odd person out here?
1: Well, I think Kyle Clifford is going to be under the microscope. I like Kyle Clifford. I think he's a hell of a guy, and the guys love him in the locker room and all that, but when you look at this Blues team and you think to yourself, do they absolutely need him in the lineup? No. He's been in the lineup for, what, one, two games this Mm -hmm. year? And they seem to be doing okay. So, and a million dollars, he makes the most out of people that you can waive, that you can do it without losing him, because I don't see a team swooping in to claim them off waivers and you lose them, right? So I, I could see a situation where the Blues would would waive Kyle Clifford, unfortunately. I don't like that because I went through it and it sucks and he's got a family and it's like, it's hard. But if we're just doing math here, not anything else, it's Kyle Clifford and Dakota Joshua would head back down uh, because he's a guy that you don't have to waive. Now he's cleared waivers before, he's exempted that so you can go up and down and all around. And then you probably have one more body, probably a Clem Costin, that you're going to uh, send to the minors just because he also wouldn't have to clear waivers, I don't believe, because he already went down at the start of the season before when they, on paper, the paper transaction, that whole thing. So by doing those three players, I think you get to the finish line as far as what you need.
2: You're talking about the minor leagues and you're talking about money, and from what I understand from your guys' show, that's the reason why they haven't brought up Yeah, Perunovic makes too much money. But from what I understand, he's playing very, very well. He's the best player in the American
1: Hockey League right now. I think he's leading the league in scoring. I think he's got like 14 points in nine games. He's absolute stud down there. So what happens? He's a defenseman. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And he's a defenseman. Well, ain't that something? Yeah. Yeah. Because I have. Left
1: handed shot, runs a power play. He would have been massively useful during Tori Krug's absence in this short period of time. So what do you do? do
2: So is there any way to get.
1: Well, when Tory Krug comes back, you can send Callie Rosen down, which gives you a little bit of, you know, at least it's a body, a roster move, but there's nothing else. Otherwise, you maybe, maybe you send Nico Mikula down to the minors, but he would have to clear waivers. And and you could send him down on a two week conditioning stint because he hasn't played very much this year. Now he's been in COVID protocol. Who knows how much it's kicked his butt? Did, did he have symptoms? Did he not? Who knows? He's got to get back in shape. If I'm Doug Armstrong, I'd say, hey, to his agent, we like Nico Mikel. He's a part of our future. But right now, he needs to get back into game shape. We'd like to send him down for two weeks conditioning, no waiver transfer, you know, down you go. And at the same time, then you call up Perunovic and you give him a little bit of an audition. I think you could do it that way. I'm not positive because the rules change every year, and I obviously don't have the handbook, which is about 1,800 pages in front of me. <laughs> but I, I think just loosely based on what I know, I think you could do that.
0: But, you know, man, the the, the thing, I guess, that makes me feel like kind of all right about this, you know, uh, boy, Clem, maybe potentially going to Springfield, what have you,
2: is... That's one person's opinion. <laughs>
0: But the thing that sucks with that, Donnie, is Clem Kostin
1: is improving every game. He's getting better, more confident. He's physical. He's involved. He's getting, like, that Russian line played very, very well together, Abushnevich, uh, Barbashev, and Kostin.
0: But you need cap. You need salary cap. And just to say this, and I know that this is not feasible because of where we are in the season, but, like, this is not a point of the year where you're going to be making a trade in order to alleviate some of this, the, this uh, salary cap thing because it's so early in the year— yeah. I mean, like I've said a couple of times
1: already, if somebody calls you and offers you a trade that makes but so much sense...
0: Can't turn down. But
1: you have to imagine, if you're thinking about a trade, and you're taking on another player who's got salary coming back. Now, it could be maybe a little bit less, but odds are if you're trading a Tarasenko, you're trying to get a player of value back. And if it's right. a player of value, he's definitely probably going to be 5 to $7 million coming back the other way. So what are you truly gaining? Maybe a half a million? Maybe a million?
0: Could be. that. I mean, that's huge, but you know maybe not yet uh the last minute blues podcast brought to you by together credit union empowering you to achieve your financial goals I really don't like the Nashville Predators, but I think it's because of their fans more so than it is the actual <laughs> team themselves. I, I, I respect a building that gets that loud, but I don't know, man. Way too many, way too many chants and things for I me. I remember at the whole
2: the, everybody wearing a white t shirt and the white, you know, and all that, the white out thing and all that. It just seemed kind of. Ah, more, more than anything else, know. It, you know what? And for me, it's not fair. I'll tell you, it's
0: Nashville hockey. No, no, that, that's, that's really just all the, what it's based on. That's what my dislike is based on. I like Nashville. I love it. Love the city, love the fans,
1: love the environment. Um I obviously, I hate the team because they're a rival of the St. Louis blues. But if, if, you know, we were in Nashville, if we lived in Nashville, or if we, I was to play for the predators, man, you'd love it. You'd love it. That, that fan base is nuts. Uh, listen, Hey, Buffalo bills, dude. I know the Nashville predators aren't throwing hey I know they're Take not care, this
0: feels very personal No but I'm putting it in perspective. Yeah.
1: I know they're not throwing people through tables in Nashville like your Buffalo Bills who right. are so high class. I
0: get it, I get it, I get it. I, I see the correlation and now I feel dumb. So yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, you know what? We were talking, I guess, before the deal here about the whole uh, uh, Hofer. Hofer, if he's going to be getting yeah. again, will he
0: get another game before Huso comes back? You think? I
2: don't think so.
1: No, I don't think because I think, you've I got Huso's back now. I think he's back officially from COVID. He was at practice, I believe. Oh, see, oh, I didn't good. think that okay. he was. That's great. Uh, yeah, I didn't see and that And The way these that's games fantastic. are spaced out every other night right now, I don't see why you would.
0: So Jeff and I were talking about this a little bit earlier. It could be wrong though. When it comes to like the. Olympic rosters does Jordan Bennington have a chance to 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 make the Canadian team
1: he's right now he's in the top three goalies for sure there's no no question who else are you taking well Carey Price yeah he hasn't played a game yet this year right coming out of substance abuse program fine maybe he's a better person but he's going to be rusty hasn't he's got an injury too that he's nursing so if I'm looking at Carey Price I'm putting a little circle around saying yes he's my first choice if everything is okay okay all across the board Mark Andre Fleury would be on that list for me too, because of how amazing he's played. He's in Chicago. They suck, so that's not his fault. But he would be a guy too. I put him over in the bin of, hey, this is somebody I would seriously consider. Then where'd he go?
0: I'm Jordan, asking you, Jordan I mean- Bennington. You go to Jordan Bennington. It's a no brainer.
1: Yeah.
0: It's an absolute no brainer. I'm sorry, man. I'm just not used to having us that, having a goalie that's yeah, this that's good. Look seeing. at the way he played yeah. the other well, night, Donnie. I, I, dude, I'm Why not... don't you like Jordan Bennington? Ah, oh, no,
2: no, no, no. I think it's the I think it's the 50. Is it the number 50? <laughs> is that what it is? People with their last oh, name might... to start I'm, with the letter B. I'm, is that... that what it is? What? Well, he not... doesn't
0: like number 50? What have I'm, you got I'm, against Adam Wainwright? I'm, oh, that's right. He hates I'm right not doing this with you two today. I'm not. What the heck is going on? I'm not. Bennington and Wainwright. I love him. I love him just like you guys do. I just have a hard time in my mind thinking that he is the, in the top three in Canadian goaltenders because clearly I don't know because I'm an idiot.
2: No, I li- stop no, don't, that. don't start no, that. No. Don't try to reverse well, okay. it. But that's
0: so awesome, though! Yeah.
1: Like,
2: how amazing Who are is the that? other Canadian goalies that people would even consider? Um, I'd have to go through the list. Oh, like
1: right, some right. some of the older. I mean, if we had a prep for this a little bit would have been nice, Jeff. Uh, okay. However, I made a sheet. Yeah, I'm glad you guys got sheets. There's d- even things underlined. What's great about this, and I know you guys listening can't see this right now, but Jeff. Jeff and Donnie have, like, fully printed out sheets with, like, bold lettering and underlining. And I'm sitting here holding a coffee, a COVID mask, car keys, and my phone. Because it's when nothing. I tried
0: to do this at the start of the podcast, you guys made fun of me, so I stopped oh, doing it. Oh, but then you started just enough to give Jeff a sheet. No, I didn't do this. Jeff did it. Well,
1: what? Yeah, I where is it. my sheet? You don't need a sheet. Well, obviously we when ask- you, But then when you sewer me with questions about... Goaltenders, I don't need a sheet.
2: And then what did I say? Is
1: I it, don't get asked. So
2: you're going to look and go, okay, well, just in case he asks about Bennington in the Olympics, I better see who the other Canadian. Yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> Imagine Son that. Of a bitch. Imagine <laughs> that. It'd
1: take me about three minutes to compile the. And
2: then the amount of time you've been sitting there bitching, you could have looked them
1: up. Unbelievable. I'm trying to look right now, Jeff, but you know, a you bad radio fantastic. to just have silence. Man.
0: Thank God shirt. this isn't on radio. You oh wait by, by all means, you guys just <laughs> keep printing
1: up your sheets there. All Jonathan right. Quick would be a guy that he'd be competing with as well. I think that uh, uh, Darcy Kemper, as well in Colorado, these are all names that would pop up. So, yes, Jeff, I can look it up quickly. Sure, it would be nice to have a fancy sheet like you guys do, I'm though. I'll take this sheet and I'm going to shove it yeah. right in the
2: trash can.
0: Yeah, I think next time we'll get him a sheet. Yeah, I think so. That would be a pretty, pretty good out. idea we get you, know what? you guys. I'm going to write a on my idea. sheet
2: next time, give him a sheet. <laughs> We have <laughs> to uh we have to
0: we have to wrap this thing up because uh one of us has to get out of here. And uh which one? You know.
1: I think all of us do. I think we all kind of do.
0: That one. Do. But uh, one? As, uh as 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 oh, you do uh, get out of here, I I uh, just want to send you positive vibes, my man.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you
0: me. know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I'll let you know what happens. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, buddy. We're thank with you, man. We love you. Cancer love sucks. You yeah. Just
2: That's what I hear. Yeah, and the in the uh, words of radar O'Reilly when he was asked about the war, he said, I could do without it. There it is. Yep. Closing it out with a MASH reference. Yeah.
0: Boy, we don't do that
2: very often. Uh -uh. We can start doing that every time if you want.
0: Last Minute Blues podcast brought to you uh, by the good friends over at Together Credit Union, empowering you to achieve your financial goals. Jamie Rivers, Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, Last Minute Blues podcast. Thank you for listening. As always, let's go blues. The Last Minute Blues podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com. Powered by Together Credit Union, empowering you to achieve your financial goals